black businesses, stop playing yourself small. I think black people overall play ourselves small. We are so used to getting little that we ask for little. If you believe we can change the narrative, if you believe we can change our communities, if you believe we can change the outcomes, then we can change the world. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now. Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson, with me. Uh, excited to have my man, Roland Martin, uh, from Roland Martin Unfiltered. He's interviewed presidents. He's now got the only daily digital show that features all things black, from sports to politics. I have the pleasure and honor of being on a regular contributor on the show. Roland, how you doing, brother? Man, all good, all good. I want to talk about a little bit of your legacy and, um, and talk about the current political environment as well. Um, We've talked about a a third reconstruction you have. That's a term that you've come up with. What is your feeling about how black people need to approach this moment, no matter what industry they're in? Like, how would you advise them? Uh, I am um, on Tuesday. I'm going to do an hour conversation. Now, do an hour thing. And it's called this is what I'm calling it. Black businesses stop playing yourself small. I think black people overall play ourselves small. We are so used to getting little that we ask for little. Yep. We're so used to, can, can you know, if, if y'all could do a $10,000 donation, no, ask for a million. Exactly. See, we walk in, we walk in negotiating against ourselves because we don't walk in saying, no, 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 this is my value. Oh, no, no, no. This is my value. I'm real clear on my value. And it's hard because we've been so devalued. Let me be real clear. We were, we were, we have been highly, let me, let me, let me, let me unpack this right. Right. We have been highly valued. We were highly valued by white people during slavery. Follow me. We were highly valued. We fetched top dollar when we were providing services to them. We fetch top dollar when we are providing services in sports and entertainment on the on the production side, not when it's time to be a coach. Yeah, something just with that very quickly, I'll say two things. Uh, value often flows through us, but not to us. And so, yeah. I, so right. I've, I've been saying this lately. Everyone has been able to monetize black culture except black, black people. I mean, it's the, it is the God awful truth. And we got to get out of our narrative and mindset too, because we also have a mindset that it, seem, it seems like it's productive. The thing uh, rolling when people say, you got to work twice as hard to get half as much. I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to work twice as hard to get twice as much. There you go. And that, and so we, if we accept the lessened value, meaning I have negotiated against myself and I ain't even walked to the room yet. Yep. So when a Negro like me comes along and I walk into the room with the look on my face and I say, That'll be $2 million. What? Well, this actually happened. Well, you know, we've taken 
20,000 and spread it among five black newspapers. Well, I ain't them. So you know what you should say? Well, pretend like I'm white and give me I that ain't money. them. I just, and when people ask them. me, like, treat me like a white man and give me that dollar. I ain't them. Yeah, and, then, and, then, and then, and here's the other deal. Rowan had a problem saying, I'm good. Exactly. I'll leave. See, they were like, oh, we, we ain't quite used to it. Did he leave? Yes. Yes. Like, I'm not going to sit here and get again. I'm not, I'm not on the auction block where y'all are setting the value. I'm on the auction block setting my own value and saying, we ain't moving from it. And see, and that's what messes, and dude, this messes black people up. Because it does. I've had to deal with black people in corporate America, even in political advertising, who are like, whoa, 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 dog, dog, what, what, you, what you doing? I'm like, fool, what you think I'm doing? I know my value. And I'm like, you are worse than white folks I've had to deal with because you protected, Stephen, you protecting their money, yep. and you telling me how, how dare I? They're the black gatekeepers. You know, I have a lot. I've talked about this on the show. The black gatekeepers, folks that, and obviously I like diversity and inclusion, but too often the diversity and inclusion heads or whatever you want to call them, they end up up being just the gatekeepers to make their boss or make their organization look good, but they don't do nothing. They can't. I mean, I've had black folks who can't handle Like, did did he just ask for this? Did he just ask for? Yeah, he did. And I and, and and this is the look of my face. That should be the look. Yes. And, I'm and, saying, and, look at the numbers. I will, and I will walk away. You just nailed it. My deal is here. Roland is going to deliver this. Well, I'm sorry. What is there something else? We, is there some other concept we're supposed to have? That's it. And then because they are used to dealing with black people. We're gonna take less. That's what totally messes them up. Yep, that is. But look, we got to get ourselves out of this. So get into yes. a, get the mindset right about and understand our value going in. And you understand it, but we collectively have to get to that point to really understand our value. Yeah, a, a couple of couple of uh, other quick uh, rapid fire questions. What's an important conviction you have that very few people agree with you on? An important conviction I have. Or truth that you have, that you hold, that might be controversial to a lot of people. Oh. (laughs) What it truly means to be an unapologetic free black man. That is scary to black people. When When I ran the Chicago Defender, I changed our masthead and added a tagline. The tagline was, so I changed the design, the look, and everything. The tagline was honest, balanced, truthful, unapologetically black. The investors, (laughs) the guys who own it, the black millionaires out of Detroit, this is, um, you know, How's this gonna look when 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 we go into these white ad agencies, you know, unapologetically black? And I said, 
you think they don't know we already a black newspaper? I said, so you were essentially apologizing for blackness. You know, it, they, they were afraid. They, they're afraid. I, I, I've seen this play out. Say, I'm in, I'm in a union and there's a strong, strong Italian contingent. And there's a strong, strong Irish contingent. Boom. And, and, and they have no problem. And I have no problem with it. They have Irish events. Uh, they have Italian events. They, they want you to contribute to it. And when we go and talk about us, we got to go down with our head down shuffling. No, we got to end that. We got to end that. It, especially if we want to make sure that we get the equity hey, that bro. we deserve. Hey, bro. I can't, <laughs> I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. No. <laughs> Before we launch News One now, this this actually happened. I still laugh at it, man. We were in Boston at the cable show. Alfred Liggins told me, I see you as our Walter Cronkite, our Peter Jennings, our Tom Brokaw. You can't wear African clothing. <laughs> wow. First of all, you ain't going to tell me what I can't wear on my own damn time. That that ain't going to happen. I'm like, I can't wear. Now, mind you, I never wore African clothing when I did Washington Watch. I never wore it on the right. air. He was literally saying I couldn't wear African clothing off air. Boy, black folks can be boozier than anybody. And I was like, um, hell yes, I'm gonna wear African clothing. That's why I'm like, and I'll never forget. I remember I wore this black and gold outfit to the White House Christmas party. And man, when he's, I turned that corner, he saw me and I smiled. I went, No, you, you're, but you're not gonna sit here. I'm just because I'm the host of the show. It's just sad you got black people telling black people not to be too black. I mean, that's the. Bro, I'm not going. So, so, so that I black people have been like, man, you know, you know, I get uncomfortable when you see unapologetically black. I'm like, cause your ass ain't free. <laughs> That's why you're right. not free. <laughs> Two more questions, really quick. Uh, you had a group of you have a group of advisors. They can be living or dead to advise you on life and business. Who are these three people and why? One of them is still living, Jonathan Rogers. Okay. Any, any move that I make, uh, I call Jonathan for advice and counsel. Uh, Jonathan, longtime mentor, uh, fellow alpha, smart brother. Um, Ronaldo Glover. Okay. He was a minority investor in the Chicago Defender. He went to Harvard with Reginald Lewis. Um, he was an was a outstanding basketball player at Fisk, later became chairman of the board of trustees. I got a chance to know Ronaldo. He was great. He was blown away with me. He died of pancreatic cancer. I hate that I did not get to know Ronaldo. It was only a short period of time. Um, brilliant. Brilliant. He would always, you would call him and he, this is what he would say. And this was always his deal. How can I be of assistance? That was always his deal. How can I be of assistance? 
But brilliant. I, I really, I really wish I knew Ray Glover longer. I wish, because uh, I would, I would call him about stuff. I would call him. I mean, he was a sharp brother. Yeah. Um. I would say. Um. I would add right now. Um, and Ronaldo also was an alpha. I would add. <laughs> You gotta have to diversify your your, uh, your now, advisory board here, but go ahead. The third person, I would right now, British black man in in, in America, Robert Smith. Um, if, and now I want so also an alpha. Uh, <laughs> so my board, my my board of three. Your board of directors is triple A. All right, we got it. A. So, and I want somebody listening. People listening need to understand. They might say, "All three black men." Yep. What are women? These are three black men I actually have relationships with. I know Oprah. Oprah sees me. She knows me. They send me stuff. Oprah and I don't have a relationship. Right. We have an acquaintance. Have I been to her house? Yeah, when she had her legacy deal in her her outdoor amphitheater. Have I been in her house? No. I get invited to an event, a screening. My wife went instead of that. But the bottom line is I don't have a relationship with Oprah. So these are people who I've met. I've been in. The, and see, this is the thing I tell people all the time. When somebody said, that's my friend. You been in their house? <laughs> no, I ain't your friend. Nope. These are people I've been to their homes. We've sat down. How was Robert Smith? Just, just quickly. What was he like? Um, great guy. Um, smart, focused. Uh, not the, the beauty of Robert is that that's somebody I definitely want to meet. He's <laughs> I, I was impressed by him. He, he understood what happens when you're black and you start making money. How white folks attack you? Of course, they coming after so you. So he purposely flew under the radar until he sold his company. He had his billions locked up. That was smart strategy. It was he, a very smart strategy because they came after him right away. There you go. He knew that right away. I mean, we know. I was like, okay, this is this can't be a coincidence. Like all of a sudden, they're so, pursuing him. Like, that, geez. So that's the deal. So it'd be, it'd be those three, three individuals who I have known, who I've sat with, who I've talked to, I've bounced ideas off of. That's the three. Yes. Final, uh, yes. final question. All, yes, all alphas. All alphas. Okay. <laughs> Final question. You have a um, billboard Google ad that is your slogan or saying. What does it say and why? A billboard slogan. Billboard, just saying life, whatever. Oh. Uh, oh, it's how I, already, uh, I end the show a lot of times. We keep it real, we keep it honest, we keep it unapologetically black. We keep it unfiltered. And I think if you listen to the show, you know why he ended that way. Roland, brother, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks a lot, man. All right, man.